The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. Now every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all of these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So the church year is different than the calendar year. We've talked about that before. The church year is divided up into various seasons. The very first season is the season of Advent. And then from Advent, we move into the season of Christmas. And the season of Christmas is actually one of the shortest of all of the seasons. In fact, it is, as the song says, 12 days of Christmas, which means that we have a very small window of opportunity to sing some of our beloved Christmas hymns. Thus, the liturgy of carols that we have today. And so along with singing some of these Christmas hymns throughout the service, we are going to take now just a few minutes to reflect on two hymns and then sing those ones as well. And so the first one is, What Child Is This? And I will invite you to turn to hymn number 296 in your hymnal. And there you will find this hymn, What Child Is This? It is a carol that was written by William Chatterton Dix in 1865. And the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 1 through 12, about King Herod's devious intentions, gave Dix the inspiration for writing this hymn. Now, at the time that he wrote What Child Is This?, he was working as a marine insurance manager in Glasgow, Scotland. At the time, he was afflicted by an unexpected and severe illness that resulted in him being bedridden and suffering from severe depression. 
his near-death experience brought about this spiritual renewal in him while he was recovering. And during that time, he read the Bible comprehensively and was inspired to author several hymns, including What Child Is This?, that was subsequently set to the tune of Greensleeves, a very traditional and familiar English folk song. And although it was written in England, it is interesting to note that the carol itself, the hymn itself, is far more popular in the United States than in its country of origin. So take a look and you will see that the lyrics are taken from a poem written by Dix called The Manger Throne. And the part of the poem that was utilized as the song's lyrics consists of three stanzas in total, the three that we are about to sing. Now, as we sing, I invite you to listen closely and you will hear that the carol itself centers around the adoration of the shepherds who visited Jesus during his nativity and the questions posed in the lyrics reflects perhaps what the shepherds themselves were pondering when they encountered the Christ child. With the rest of the carol then providing the answers the carol's melody for the longest time has been described by some as soulful. It has been described as haunting and beautiful in nature. And so let us now together sing What Child Is This?
I'm going to invite you now to turn one page back to hymn number 295. There you will find the hymn of the Father's Love Begotten. What Child Is This was written in the 17th century, and of the Father's Love Begotten is perhaps one of the oldest hymns that we sing. It dates back to the 5th century. So think about how long these words have been sung. It, was a, it is a Latin hymn that was written by Marcus Aurelius Clemens Prudentius. And Prudentius was born in northern Spain, and he was a well-educated individual. He became a lawyer and a judge, a civil servant, and a scholar. And then at the age of 57, he renounced his worldliness and withdrew to a monastery where he committed the rest of his life to writing and to prayer. Years later, this hymn was translated by John Mason Neal in 1851, and it was revised again in 1865 to include the doxology. And so one can imagine that a text as old as this is so dependent on those past sources. So what was happening in the early fifth century? Well, one of the greatest controversies in the church came to a breaking point. And the Emperor Constantine called together the First Council of Nicaea to establish once and for all the church's official stance on the nature of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It was at that meeting that the council condemned the teaching of Arius, who believed that Jesus was not of the same nature as God the Father. And so the Nicene Creed was thus written as a statement of faith that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit are all of the same nature. They are three, yet one. And so Prudentus' hymn, Of the Father's Love Begotten, addresses this belief in the Trinity in the very first line. It is very clear from his text that Christ is both human and divine. And rather than being simply made by God, he was begotten of the very same substance. Now, it's interesting to note that the Latin, as it was written, actually begins corde natus ex parentis, or of the parent soul begotten. That is the more inclusive language for the name of God, and we find it there in the earlier Latin text. But later on in the English translation, Father is then introduced, and it is given a more exclusive male impression. So as we sing this hymn, we both affirm and align our faith with the broader faith of the church, and in turn we deny any belief 
that says that Christ is not fully divine. And so this hymn, so often associated with Christmas, is thus a hymn of proclamation calling us to sing out our faith. Every voice in concert ring, evermore and evermore. So let us now proclaim our faith in the words of Of the Father's Love Begotten. <laughs> 